Bills fans, you know what it is. A federal report. And this is the motherfucking podcast. What the fuck? Yo, welcome to Observing Report, and this is the motherfucking podcast. What up, niggas? What up, ladies? How's everybody doing? Hope everybody's been enjoying their summers almost over. Kids are about to fucking go back to school. For those who have children, let us celebrate and rejoice. Two more motherfucking weeks and on some of our calendars. Some of y'all people already got kids going to school to you. I say congratulations, you got through another summer, your electricity bill will go down, you will finally have food in your refrigerator, you and your significant other can bust off in the room and bust a hot nail without a kid coming in and tell them, Mama, what is, what's the password to the internet, or Mama, there's the money for some ice cream, or they're out there fighting, or Mama, Mama. Why you want to let me watch Netflix? Whatever the fuck ever all these kids been saying. They been getting on my motherfucking nerves. I love my children. I love all children. But damn. It's been a hot summer. And they've been dragging it. I wouldn't know though. Because I really haven't had a summer. For those who know me know I have been grinding and multitasking the hustle. So I got a couple of things going right now. Um, hope you guys like my commercial for Observing Report. Like I said. Please check it out my uh check out my timeline. It's pretty funny. And uh, I got more to come for you guys. So I don't want to waste any time talking too much shit. Uh, I'll get to that at the end of the show. Kinda wanna just jump in the show. But we got a lot to talk about and not that much time. But it's some interesting topics. Um first of all, shout out to everybody who uh who um takes takes part in the surveys, the polls. Um I'll give y'all some numbers in a minute. Uh, So, I want to say thank you guys very much. I know I'm stuttering a little bit, only because I'm still trying to figure out the the mechanism of my new recording style. Hope you guys didn't hear that beep in the back. I'm trying to um, do my best sound as I can. Anyway, so, what was I saying? Oh, anyway, thank you guys for for, uh, taking part of the poll survey questions. Um... I had a couple of them go up this week. One was about e uh, esports gaming. Do anybody consider that a sport? And a lot of people uh, answered that question. The other one had something to do with Tupac. And uh, did, he, did he deserve to die? And we'll get to that in a minute. Tonight, however, I do want to start off. I know I said we weren't going to talk about debates. And I was going to spare you niggas with debate talking. I know y'all kind of burnt out. And I know a lot of y'all don't like when I'm debate heavy about politics and shit, about how it go, I mean, hey, like I said last week, and I really believe it, and it was James Baldwin who said it, uh, a, a black man, something like I said, paraphrasing, a black man must be interested in politics, because that's the only way we're going to know what this country's doing, but anyway, I digress, um, wanted to talk about the debates that went on. Uh, the last couple of nights in Detroit on uh, CNN. And um, first of all, a lot of the candidates have been on black Twitter and following 
Ados on Instagram. Now, if you don't know what Ados is or Ados, it is American Descendants of Slaves. They thought it was a bot. I thought it was a bot, too, till the nigga was talking shit to me back, and I saw it, and there was a big black nigga with a bunch of followers, and that was one of the guys, and then it was putting me on game on who actually started it. So, I don't know if the website is a bot, but I definitely know the movement is not a bot. But nevertheless, seems like a lot of those candidates have been on Instagram following ADOS, and they've been on Black Twitter getting their learn on about reparations, because... Damn, I never knew so many white people cared about if black people were going to get some money or not. I never knew. Now, it did sound good to hear them saying it. Marianne Williamson, if I, if I hope I got her name right, she was dropping jewels. I mean, damn, she made it sound good. She, I, I was almost like, oh my God, they really do give a fuck. And then everybody started talking about it. Different plans, different ideas, which is cool because, hey, we're going to need motherfuckers who, who actually take reparations seriously because it's a real thing. For those who don't think reparations need to be given, then you're probably not black and you, or you are probably one of the motherfuckers who are running from your blackness. Now, are they going to give them to us? Most likely not. I heard somebody say some fucked up shit like, crack. And sports and entertainment are reparations, and be happy with that. That's some bullshit, but we'll talk about it another time. But the main part was, damn, they were all talking about reparations, especially Williamson. She was really, she had a plan, and it made sense, and, I mean, she was she was on it. And it was just funny to hear them all talk about black issues and sound so concerned and tearing each other's heads off for it. I mean, really going at each other's throat about black issues. Part of me was like, that is dope. Finally, people get it. They understand. But then the, 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 the cynical side of me was like, you know this is all for votes. And you know, unless somebody really puts something to the ground, unless somebody really puts some boots to the ground, somebody really puts some meaning behind this shit, a.k.a. some white people with some money really be like, hey, We'll start the we'll start the exploration for reparations. Pass a bill. Uh, uh, start setting up funding for it. Until that shit happens, then all this shit is game. It's to get our votes because they know in order to beat Trump, they're gonna need every fucking vote they gonna need get. Because not only are they not gonna be winning any kind of middle of the road white voters anytime soon, Russia's gonna help them with the election. We all, if you've been watching the news, you know they've been acting a while. But you know they've been acting a fool. But the debate was more than just about reparations and and justice, uh, um, um, criminal justice for us. It was also about people like setting up spots for themselves in the next coming months with the political thing. Cory Booker did a good job. Elizabeth Warren did a good job. Um, Castro did a hell of a good job. And these are from both nights. Williamson did a good job. 
A lot of people were tearing people down. Camilla Harris was getting torn down by the white girl who brought up her criminal justice thing. Everybody was going after Joe Biden. Joe Biden tried to get smart. I didn't like the fact that all these motherfucking Democrats were talking shit about Obama when you was licking his nuts for the last eight years and you was over here halfway being with him and then it's kind of scared because you ain't want to motherfucking lose no votes or have Fox shit on you. But then when shit worked out good, you was licking his balls from the back. And now you're kind of scared of him. Because you don't want to, uh, you don't want to lose any votes as far as middle middle of the road votes, you know, aka suburban white people, and Joe Bud, and you and you want to make sure Joe Biden has get held to the fire for every mistake Obama did. Well, I'm gonna say it for Obama since he couldn't say it. Get off his dick, and I'm gonna just leave it at that. As far as the debate went as a whole, it's kind of boring. It's kind of silly. Everybody was trying to be cute. Everybody was trying to have uh, trying to have clap uh, clapbacks and one liners and drop bars on each other and roast each other and shit. And you're not gonna beat Trump like that, you know. You're not. Cory Booker sounded like an idiot with that Kool Aid and don't know the flavor thing. The only thing that saved his ass, which made him look good, is that he actually talked about facts right after that. He talked about policy. He talked about how Joe Biden's uh, crime bills fucked up our communities, which they did. And it also made Joe Biden look out of touch because he couldn't understand how it fucked up our communities. He was just making it seem like Cory Booker was trying to be weak on crime, and he didn't. But as a whole, with those arguments like that, that's what made the debate halfway interesting, but it also kind of scared white people that are voting Democratic. How I know is one of my jobs I have, I'm privy to talk to those kind of white people. And they're telling me that they don't want to see the Democrats try to out-Trump each other. They just want to be told their policies, their, their ideas, their visions, what, what contrast they have from the other Democratic uh, nominees. And how can they take those contrasts and put them together for one Democratic uh, uh, plan. And that's what they're saying. And the only reason I'm saying white voters is because pretty much those are the ones that they're they're going to need to stop Trump. Yeah, you're going to need the blacks. You're going to need um, you're going to need women. You're going to need gays. You're going to need Latinos. But you're going to need the middle of the road white people to make it all stick. And that's who they're chasing. That's why that debate happened last night. And that's why they were acting like that. So take what you will of it. I like what Roland Martin said. 15 of y'all need to be gone off the stage already. Get down to these five so we can really get to business. So that's it. I'm done <clears throat> as far as the debates. Now, I wanted to get to one of the poll questions that we had, and it was about e-gaming. If you don't know what e-gaming is, it's, it's video game sports, professional gaming. Oh, if I'm saying eSport, I'm sorry, chopping up words and shit. New script, so let me say it again. Wanted to talk about the topic of the week, which is why we had our survey. I'm glad you guys once again checked into the poll and gave your feedback. Um, It was about eSports or professional gaming, uh, video gaming. If you've heard uh, last weekend, uh, Kyle... Gearsdorf, 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 he was 16 years old and he won $3 million in the Fortnite World Cup. Now, if you got kids or if you're a video gamer 
Or if you're a girl who dates a nigga who plays Fortnite, which is weird because I'm a grown man and that's a kid shooter game and it's kind of weird. But nevertheless, if you play Fortnite and whatever, whatever, then you know about this kid and you know what Fortnite's about and that's just crazy. This motherfucker won $3 million playing a video game, which made me ask the question because it's been going around, is e-gaming a sport? Now, based on the polling that was done at Fat James Bond on Instagram, once again, Fat James Bond on Instagram, you guys came up and showed out. And based on the poll and from people in the street, let me make sure I got the official numbers. Official numbers are 75 to 25%. Yes, e-gaming is considered a sport. Now, some people uh, wrote me, let me know what was up. Uh, the homegirl, the LGD journey off Instagram, uh, she told me, no, it's a hobby, a passion, a career, field of expertise in theory and practice. And then she gave me the definition of sport. Sport is an activity involving physical exertion and skill in which an individual or team competes against another or others for entertainment. She also said this. Ooh, hold on, hold on. I got that wrong. Try this again. Okay, well, I couldn't get her sound. Yeah, I couldn't get her sound. So we'll try that later. But nevertheless, she was just saying that it could be seen as a intellectual sport. It doesn't have to be a physical sport. And, you know, ain't nothing wrong with that. But I did want to give food for thought and some of the information that I did find about video gaming. And this is to parents. You know, we get on our kids about video games and how they turn them to mush. We play video games. And there are arguments that do prove that point. Our kids do need to go outside. They need to play. They need to enjoy shit. They need to have fun. They need to do shit other than sit in front of that box and play that game. Because you aren't learning anything. Psych. Your mama ride a mini bike. You're actually learning shit. You're learning hand-eye coordination. You're learning strategic uh, skills. You're learning how to play with others. You're learning technology. A lot of these kids that play the game actually are coders, and they are deep into the technology field on some way, shape, form, or fashion. Um, they just want to be famous because they're nerds, and they want to be famous on Instagram, and they want pussy, and they want money. So... Before you tell your kids, get the fuck off Fortnite, and you cuss them out, and you take the game from them, and you start complaining, let me just read a couple of things from you. Now, single players that stand alone, like, you know, regular kid, like a, like a single person not tied to a team, they average, that gamer average at least $1,000 to five k a month. And the average is 15000 if he's part of a league called League of Legends. Now, there are different kind of leagues. There are some leagues for Madden. There are some leagues for Fortnite. There are some leagues for Warcraft. There are some leagues for uh, other video games. Um, 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 Over, Overwatch, Counter-Strike, um, 
a lot of games, a lot of different kind of games. Um, a lot of us know about Madden, the tragedy that happened in Florida from that kid, but he won a lot of money. God rest his soul. Um, and I'm not saying it's all for money, that you just let your kid fuck everything else and just let him play for money because there's money to be made. But before he, before you shoot his dreams down about being a professional gamer, just let me give you a little more information. Uh, Esports salaries vary from team and players. Teams must pay each player a minimum of 12500 for a 28-match season. However, players in winning and well-sponsored teams often receive considerably more. Revenues, <coughs> well, we'll talk about the revenues for gaming in a minute. Um, with all that being said, these kids make some pretty good money. And even if they're not making full-time money to live a whole life off of, well, no, they are. Some of them are making a gang of money. But even that, like I said, a lot of them are in the other field of technology doing something else. And this is like their job. They're like our job is this shit. Like I'm a security guard. they professional game. Some of them go to a next level, make millions and millions of dollars. Just Some just do it as a day job, pay their bills. And then they go on to programming and making video games or whatnot. So don't just shoot down your kid's shot. Kind of explore what they're doing. Because I'll tell you this. The salary, uh, the revenues for professional gaming will hit. Well, they did hit $1.1 billion in 2019. And that was up 27% in revenues from advertising, sponsorship, and media rights to competitive video gaming. And that was from last year. That shit is from up 20, 27%. And the top five teams, because there are different teams. Um, the one I know about is called FaZe. That's the one my son's following on Instagram. Uh, 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 FaZe, uh, YouTube. They follow them on YouTube. And um, it's crazy because my kid loved the shit out of them. I mean, he really follows them. And come to find out, they make a gang of money. But these are the top five gaming crews that make money. Uh, Team Liquid, Evil Genius, Team OG, Newbie, and Fnatic. Now, the top earning team, Team Liquid, has earned up to $24,448,847. These niggas earned almost... Niggas earned $24.4 million. What the fuck? A year. Damn. The next time your kid says something about playing Fortnite, shut up and just let him play. It's not going to kill him. You're the parent. You know how to critique his life and how to do shit. You know how to control what he does. But just don't piss on his hopes and dreams because... Our generation didn't get a chance to enjoy that. Let them enjoy it. Besides, like my homeboy told me, no matter what, if you do it right, that time outside, whether he's playing real sports and getting a home run, and that even if it's just one home run, will mean way more than him shooting some asshole on a game. So, you know, just take that in consideration. Now, the final thing I want to talk about in the final poll question of the night what y'all have for the week was about Tupac and it went does Tupac deserve to die and now I got this idea well not I got this idea I got the I, I got this from a song 
done by Glasses Malone called Tupac Deserved to Die. And in it, he talks about how Tupac gets shot in Vegas, Vegas on that night from the point of view of Orlando Anderson from the time they was in L.A., hung out, took the Vegas run, fucked around, met up with Pac, uh, backtracked, I mean, flashbacks and talks about when he stole the chain and how it led up to them seeing each other in Vegas and Pac and them stomping him out and how he went and found the nigga and shot up Pac and shit. It was a very good story. The way he told it was very deep. He told a story that if you're from L.A., especially L.A., you really know the real truth of what happened. He was great. He was detailed about it. Dope video. Hip-hop need to know this shit because... Not only black culture, not, no, not just black culture, the world. Everybody believes conspiracy theories too much. But especially hip-hop culture, we got this real strange thing that people just can't get fucked up over simple shit. That it had to be some grand scheme to destroy somebody's life. Which I understand, because we usually run into that shit as black people. Just the experiment, cracking the ghettos. Yeah. But sometimes, especially in Pac's case... Pac fucked up. If you don't know the story, it goes a little bit like this. Pac, under Suge Knight and them, thought he was a blood. Was running with Suge Knight, so he did a lot of extra out shit. So one particular night, one of Suge homeboys pointed out Orlando, uh, uh, Baby Lane Orlando, and said he stole his chain. Tupac went over there as everybody seen the video, beat the shit out of the nigga, they stomped him out. The guy, who is a reputable gangbanger, was like, fuck that shit. And end up killing, shooting Tupac, and he end up dying. Now, Glasses Malone, who was a reputable gangbanger and a gangster rapper, end up knowing the story, and know it in great detail, know some of the people that was actually involved with the shooting. And so he took it upon himself to do a great hip-hop story. Which is dope because if you know anything about West Coast gangster music, this is like one of the things that you're supposed to do. Now, I mean, gangster music no matter what, but especially West Coast gangster music. This is what we do. We always give, and not snitching, but we always make sure we give the real story some years down the line after it's cool. Well, sometimes motherfuckers just give the story straight up. But they give you the real story so you know what happened. You know, whether it's whether it's Buster Rhymes talking about Exhibit holding him down or vice versa. I think it was Exhi- Buster Rhymes holding Exhibit down. or No, Buster, Exhibit holding Buster Rhymes down. He talked about that in the rhyme. Whether it's uh, DJ Quick talking about um, the issues between him and a- uh, MCA or him uh, 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 or a uh, nigga use a gangster. Um, him talking about the issues about that fight that happened and he was around it. West Coast MCs always give you the real about a street event that everybody knows about, but nobody knows the exact story. That's what we do. And Glasses Malone carried tradition and made a dope-ass song, as he should have. You know what I'm saying? People are in their feelings. He was talking about people fuck, was talking shit to him. He was on The Breakfast Club. He was talking about people were talking shit to him, angry at him and all that. But then a lot of people was like, that song is dope. And that's how it should be. This is hip-hop. The best thing about hip-hop is that it is always open to debate. 
So I was open to discussion. But the difference is, the back in the background is some dope ass music that go along with it. So it's like a win for win. No other music, no other music form in history, no other art form in history can be dissected and broken down in a manner like hip hop. None. And so that's what Glasses was doing. He was doing a favor for our culture, not only black culture, not only hip hop, but West Coast hip hop in particular. And he was setting the story straight. Now he would now he's being cool and saying he was just, you know, telling Orlando's side, but that is the real truth. And whether you like it or not, in street and street code, Tupac did fuck up and he deserved to die. He beat up on a nigga that he had no business beating up on and the guy came to retaliate. I'm not saying it's right, but in street ethics, that was what was supposed to happen. And it lets you know that street shit is real. And it was like a story to tell for you future motherfuckers, for you people in the here and now, especially you rappers. This gangster shit is real. There are niggas that will say, fuck your fame and kill you. I don't give a fuck if you're famous or not. I don't give a fuck if it's on Instagram or not. Just give it to you. And so that story needed to be told, not only for art purposes, not only for debate, but as all West Coast gangster music does, it's a story, it's a lesson learner. So, he did a good job. Now, did Tupac really deserve to die? On the goddamn, um, on the pole, it was an exounding no. He didn't deserve to die. But don't think some of y'all didn't say that he didn't, that he didn't, that he did, that he did not deserve, that he didn't. There's a lot of no's, but there's a lot of yeses too. And the actual number was 75% no. 25% yes, Tupac deserved to die. And so, there you have it. A lot of that no was coming from, hey, they love Pac. Pac could do no wrong. You know, it's another black man. But them no's came from street shit. Probably a couple of racist motherfuckers that wanted to get on there and just say, fuck Pac. But other than that, them no's came from that street. Them, that yes, Tupac deserved to die came from street shit. Because they know Pac was doing some wild shit before he died and unfortunately caught up to him. But it doesn't take away from the fact, no matter how you feel about it, whether you you think he deserved to die or not, that Glasses Malone did do a service not only to hip-hop but to black culture. And it was awesome to see him and Charlemagne discuss that shit on The Breakfast Club, which gave me the idea to bring it to you guys if you didn't see it. So, I ask you to please... Go check out that song. It's called Tupac Deserves to Die. It's on Glasses Malone shit. Tell me what you think. Hit me back. You know the drill. Deuce means 27 at gmail.com. Fat James Bond, Instagram. Hashtag Observing Report. Leave something on the app, and I'll get back at you. That's it for me. Uh, just want to say a shout out to everybody online that be fucking with me. You know the crew, uh, Fee, Jay, Noc. You know what I'm saying, Myra. You know what it is, Zerving Report. And uh, we got another show for you next week. Hope you guys tune in. Tell a friend. Let them know what's up. You know it costs nothing for you to, 
you know, turn on and, and, and tune in and see what we're talking about. And you can join the discussion too. You know, speak on it. And uh, pretty much that's it. You guys have a wonderful weekend. I'll see you next Thursday. Sorry the show was on Friday tonight. Number one, had some technical difficulties. And number two, shit, it's a hot girl summer. Hot girls are probably showing their ass up. Until Drake showed up with that goddamn care package. Now everybody in their feelings and everybody getting ready for this lovey-dovey fall time season. And hoping to God that niggas ain't, ain't, ain't too butthurt that they done caught their boo thing sucking and fucking on their best friend because he done slid in the DM for the summer. It's all good. It's summertime. Let it go. Alright, so that's my report. Thank you guys for listening. It's been Observing Report. Deuce means I'm gone.